and welcome back to Noah's Window. Uh, today I thought we would jump into the book of John. Um, it was in our, our uh, one-year Bible reading, and also, for those of you who are doing book by book, you've been studying John all this month, and in John chapter 3, you might uh, readily recognize that there's an encounter here uh, between Nicodemus and Jesus. So um, I think it's interesting uh, what Nicodemus did, especially who he is. So let me read just a little bit at the beginning of the be uh, beginning of the chapter of John 3. The Bible says there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. So Nicodemus is approaching Jesus, but at night, yeah. which is odd because there were a lot of conversations that were happening between Jesus and the Pharisees in the daytime, but he right. came at night. Well, I want to jump down just to make sure um, you know where this where this conversation leads because we hope you'll grab your Bible and read all of John three. But if you jump down to three sixteen, then you'll be you'll re be reminded of a very uh, famous verse in sixteen, and this is part of that same conversation. Jesus says to Nicodemus, "This is how God loved the world; He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life." So that's a verse almost everyone has memorized that studied the Bible. Yeah, Nicodemus is such an interesting character. We know when, from studying the Gospels that the Pharisees were pretty much the chief agitators of Jesus. They were the elite. Uh, as Stephen said in a sermon the other day, they were they were kind of the ultra right religious group not spiritual they were religious and they had uh, turned belief in the scriptures which they had believed uh, as part of their doctrine and that was good they started out good a couple hundred years before they believed in the scriptures they believed in the miracles which the Sadducees didn't they believed in the inspiration of scripture but after a while they had changed it all to just a system of rules and most of them were hypocrites but Nicodemus is no hypocrite I mean, he's serious. He really believes what, what the Pharisees teach, but it has left him empty. Also, it's of note that Nicodemus is probably, from Jesus' words that we see in John 3, he is probably the leading Bible scholar in Jerusalem. And yet, he may know a lot of scriptures. He may know a lot of facts about God. The Old Testament, very likely, he's memorized huge sections of what we would call the Old Testament and yet he's empty. And so he comes to Jesus by night. Um, kind of like off the record. It's very much off the record because, because obviously it would be embarrassing to Nicodemus in front of the other Pharisees to, to, for him to be going to a 30, maybe one, 31, 32, 33 year old man and pouring out his heart like Nicodemus did. Also too, in those days, and some of you may know this from reading history or reading Shakespeare, People in that era didn't go out at night because mm -hmm. they believed that the night air was harmful. So when Nicodemus walked those empty streets in Jerusalem, uh, he, he would know that nobody was going to see him. But the fact that he walked out at the night uh, in the night air indicated that he was very concerned about his own spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus, when, when he posed his question to Jesus, um, uh, Jesus didn't give him the answer he thought he was going to give him. Yeah, I was talking to Stephen about this the other day. I really do hope God just keeps us on videotape. And by the way, I brought a message on this in 2011. It's part of the Red Letter series. Mm -hmm. I think it's a sermon, You Must Be Born Again. Uh, but from, from what we can understand history, Jesus would have been staying in an upstairs room. Uh, you wouldn't have had to go through the house to get up there. There would have been steps on the outside, outside of the house mm -hmm. leading 
to that room. And so Nicodemus walks up there. He, he, he's concerned about his spiritual life, but he's going to go there to give Jesus the good housekeeping soul of approval. Mm -hmm. He's going to mm -hmm. say to him, because after all, Nicodemus' contemporaries hated Jesus. So Nicodemus kind of wanted to go to see, see Jesus and tell him, hey, I'm not with the rest of them. You know, <laughs> so he knocks on the door and I think Nicodemus was expecting Jesus to say something like, wow, I can't believe this. The leading scholar in Israel has come to see me. Jesus just opens the door and looks at him. He's waiting for Nicodemus. And so Nicodemus, I think, kind of stammers out, uh, Rabbi, uh, we know you're a teacher that's come from God. Nobody can do these miracles except God is with him. <laughs> And Jesus just doesn't bite. He, he, he just says to Nicodemus, don't be surprised. You need to be born again. You know? And Nicodemus says, what? what? Yeah. How can I do that? How can I be born? How can a man be born when he is old? You know, and he's asking the question of Jesus. And I, I've had skeptics and, and atheists, not that Nicodemus was atheist, but I've had skeptics ask me the question uh, framed in some sort of absurdium, as if mm -hmm. the fact that they're framing right. the question in absurdium means that whatever I've said is wrong. And that's what Nicodemus does, because he's like, are you telling me I need to be born again? How do I go back that's and be physically born again? And then Jesus said, Nicodemus, look, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's the first birth you had. Mm -hmm. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. You haven't had that yet. You need to be born again. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I know we don't want to go too long today, but I, I was reminded uh, a week or so ago that there are times when people are watching Noah's window and they haven't settled that in their own life. And, and I'm hoping that even today we can talk about that for just a minute. Well, I think it is important to talk about because Nicodemus, from a, from a human's perspective, was a very fine man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knew way more about the Bible, especially the Old Testament, than any of us will ever know. And plus that he was sincere. You know, Absolutely. He, he wasn't Absolutely. against Jesus, right. but the problem was he hadn't settled that, that, he hadn't walked across that line to fully put his faith and trust in Jesus personal. Christ. It yeah. wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. And we'll talk about how to make that commitment in just a moment, but just to go to the rest of the mm -hmm. story, mm -hmm. I'm not sure Nicodemus came out in the open immediately, but the night that Jesus was crucified, Nicodemus came out again. He mm -hmm. came out another night. Uh, mm -hmm to take care of the body of Jesus. And of course, that's when he came out into the open to say, I'm a follower of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. So it's a great story. I'm looking forward to meeting Nicodemus in yes. heaven and getting, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. But Mary Alice, in case someone is watching us on Noah's mm -hmm. window and, and has some uncertainty about mm -hmm. where they are, and I know we talked about the tornado yesterday. I, I think events like that mm -hmm. cause us to get very, very mm -hmm. serious and ask the question if something needs to be resolved in our life. So if a person is not sure he or she's going to heaven today, how could they, how could they know how to well, be saved? First of all, I think it's important to note that, um, as you said earlier, Nicodemus was very religious because I think the culture, um, the, the religious culture wants to say, you have to be this, this, and this. You have to check these boxes. If there were any boxes to check, Nicodemus had checked mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So it isn't about being... Uh, religious. It isn't about being perfect. And, and very often, in talking about uh, a person's eternal destiny, someone will say, "Well, I, you know, I, I think I'm I'm a good person. You know, I haven't I haven't done these th terrible things, and I try to do the best that I can." And uh, I think it's important to know that that isn't the doorway to heaven. No, it can't be. 
Because none of us can be good That's enough. right. The Bible says there's, no, there's none righteous, not a single one. So given that we all are in a, a, a place where we can't get ourselves in, then when we have that spiritual bankruptcy and we realize that we can't fix ourselves, that's how we come to the Lord. Because Jesus said, good, now that you understand that, here is the gift that I have paid for for you. You know, whatever smoke we, may, we humans may use to cloud this issue up, it comes down to one choice and one choice alone. I have to decide, am I going to trust me to get me into heaven? Or am I going to abandon all trust in myself and trust Jesus and what he did for me on the cross? That is the choice. And there's no, there's there's no, no mid-range there. No. It can't be Jesus and me. It's either got to be me or Jesus. And I'm either going to trust myself in some fashion, and that's where religion comes in. That's where things that people look to, like money and education. I may even trust my own sense of goodness, mm -hmm. or I have to abandon all that and put all my trust in Jesus Christ. And I think that's Nicodemus. I think he still had a whole lot of confidence in his religion, mm -hmm. as, as, as pure as it might have been. Still couldn't get him into heaven. Well, the other, other thing that I hear when people are struggling with this is, well, I don't fully understand. And it takes me back to, Jesus didn't say understand. He said to believe and to trust him. Well, you know, we flew the other day on a jet. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. That. And you know, here's the thing. I don't have to understand all that much about flight. I don't have to understand aerodynamics. I don't have to know how to fly the plane. Mm. All I have to do is decide whether or not I'm going to walk down the jetway, get in the seat and strap my, you know, vest in my seatbelt. Mm -hmm. I don't have to understand it. I, but on the other hand, I could understand all those things, but if I didn't, go get on the plane and fasten my seatbelt, I wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> so to me, that's yeah. the answer to that question Absolutely. I don't understand. None of us will ever understand the greatness of salvation. So we don't need to wait till we understand. We don't need to wait till we straighten ourselves out because that's never going to happen. Right. What we need to do is today, the Bible says today's the day. Yeah. Today's the day. And all that we need to do um, is to reach out in faith and trust Jesus Christ. The Bible says if we believe that He is who He says He is, He's the Son of God who came down to live that perfect life and to offer himself as a sacrifice and when he died that was payment for our sins whether or not we receive that free gift he's already paid for it that's right and all he asks us to do is freely receive that um, that gift and to make him Lord of our life you know when you're reading through the book of John you'll see this a lot too when you're reading through the book of Acts but having a change of mind which is what repentance is is an important part of that too we're not we're not inviting Jesus in to validate our uh, sin ticket in the right. sense that, okay, your sin's okay now. That's not at all what it is. Jesus paid the ultimate price so that our sin can be forgiven. So when we, that's as much as we need to embrace, it's, it's our relationship to Him. Is He our Lord and Savior? Have we received Him? Have we become part of His family um, by faith? And that is our eternal security. Yes, it is. Well, maybe you might just tell someone how to pray and receive Christ today. So if you have not done that before, we're going to pray here in just a minute. And it's, there's no magic words. It's, it's, a, it's your heart. If you call out from your heart in repentance, if you understand the fact that you're a sinner and you know that you can't undo that sin and you, you realize the futility of trying to get yourself into heaven on your own, you can just call on the Lord. He's just waiting for you. You know, the Bible says He's knocking on your door and He's just waiting for you to answer. So you can just call out to Him. The, the thief on the cross just said, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me. So if, if that is your position today, let's pray together as we close today. 
Father, I just pray that you would help those who might be ready to make that decision today, that they could pray and call on you and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that Jesus is who he says he is, and I believe that he died on the cross to pay for my sins. And I am accepting him as my personal Savior and Lord. I want to be part of your family. I want to live a different kind of life, one where I'm depending on you and looking forward to heaven to come based on what Jesus did for me. Thank you, Father, for answering my prayer, for making me part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer today, we have some things we would love to share with you. For one thing, we would just love to hear from you. If you would text uh, uh, PRAYED, P-R-A-Y-E-D, to 97000, uh, we would love to get back with you. And, and we have a gift that we would like to mail to you. It has a Bible and a book and some other things that we believe will be beneficial to you. And we would just love to tell you about some other opportunities at New Spring. Um, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of good things that come from bad things. And because of COVID, we actually have some online opportunities that uh, even a few years ago we couldn't offer. So That's even right. if you live far away, we have some things we'd love to connect with you to just to offer you to help you in your new walk of faith. And maybe this is just a time of reassurance, um, but whatever this decision is for you today, I just pray that you would uh, consider reaching out to us and text PRAY, P-R-A-Y-E-D, to 97000, and we'll get back with you. That sounds great. We would love, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, and even if you just want to share a prayer request, we just love hearing from you. So I hope that will bless your day today. If you're already a believer and you've been listening in today, I pray that you'll just take a moment to pray for those who might have made a decision today. That sounds great. Yes. We'd love that. Well, we're so thankful that you joined us. We'll look forward to seeing you on Wednesday morning. Noah's window. See you soon. God bless.